A beautiful good morning, good evening or good afternoon wherever it is that you are tuning in to the Rising with Love podcast and welcome to a new episode and you know the thrill by now my lovely risers just before we start let's all just take this opportunity to really drop into our bodies. With that said Close your eyes if you can, if not then just leave them open and focus on an object in front of you and really allow yourself to take in a deep breath in your belly, feeling your belly expanding and let it go with a sigh, really just dropping in your body regardless what happened for you today, leave it all behind, let's do that two more times. Inhaling deep down in your belly, feeling the balloon rising. Ah, and just let it all wash away, fade away, fully arriving in your body and your sensations. And let's do this one last time. Taking in a deep inhale in your belly. And letting it go with a long sigh. Beautiful. And let's start this beautiful podcast. I just realized, I just wanted to double check that this is all really recording. So we're just going to double check this for a second. and making sure because just last time it happened that it wasn't. And that was really annoying. So I don't want to have this anymore. Sorry, my friends. It is. Okay, beautiful. <laughs> okay, my lovely risers. I am here today having a really, really special guest and a person that I hold so close to my heart. And this beautiful person is Hayden. Hayden is a transgender, transgender. And I invited Hayden into this podcast today because I am just so excited and so thrilled to hear his story for the first time as well. And you know, we're nowadays living in a society where we're coming into union and where we're really starting to understand that our differences do not really have to separate us but they really can just bring us all together in a place where we're living where there's no judgment anymore of like this is right this is wrong we shouldn't be do like that or we shouldn't behave like this or we shouldn't be like that but where we really just find this understanding of all is allowed and nothing needs to change and therefore i really believe it is so important to really start to open our minds and understand people in a deeper level to really, really start to become aware of, oh, experiences like that are really existing and they are so, so, so real for another person. And because of that, I'm really excited to hear Hayden's story and I'm really excited to as well open up my mind and see life from a new perspective, which isn't mine, but still has been experienced from someone else who is connected to me in a deeper level. Hayden, welcome to this podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> You're so welcome. You're so welcome. I'm going to jump right into it because I really want to just start at the beginning of your journey. So first of all, how are you feeling right now in your body? Let's start with that. Hmm. I am I'm feeling calm and relaxed, but I, I've never had an interview kind of thing before. So I'm, I'm excited about it. And also a little bit nervous. That's so fair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I completely understand. So when was the first time 
I think that's such a common question, but when was the first time that you really started to experience yourself different? Um, I think, um, I think that you notice kind of along the way, you start to notice little things, but it wasn't an aha moment like, aha, oh, I know I'm transgender. You don't quite realize because you don't really think about your existence. Um, you just kind of live and you're a lot of things people tell you you're a girl or tell you you're a boy. Yeah. And so I think that starting off that way and being really conditioned as a, as a boy or a girl, uh, a cisgender person, basically cisgender being someone that identifies, um, you're assigned female at birth and you say, yeah, I'm a female that, that sits right with me. So, um, I was assigned female at birth, but along the way I had a lot of things like looking back being like, Oh, um, how come I can't, um, take my shirt off like my brothers? How come I, um, why is my body body not doing the same things? Like you're kind of always waiting for your body to develop into, um, into basically, um, experience things that, uh, a cisgender male might experience or, um, And so you get conditioned and you're told that you're a female and you, you like these things. You, um, you play with dolls and you're caring and you're nurturing. Um, and so you get kind of put into a role and everything confirms that. So you have to start like questioning, um, what something means when you, um, when you don't fit into that box. Um, yeah. so I think that, um, I'm 38. Um, and I think that my, journey where I really realized that, um, I was, uh, transgender, non-binary was probably, I want to say like five or six years ago when I really realized where, wow. yeah, wow. I mean, I didn't really have a space where, um, I could explore that because I was, uh, raised in like a Christian Catholic, um, family and, um, right. a, a wonderful family, but, um, also there, there's a lot of restrictions and rules about that. So I don't, I don't think I had the chance to really realize who I was until I basically moved away and got in a safe environment where I could, I felt really safe to even look at that, those parts of myself that I was kind of stuffing down. Yeah, because that's, that's all that it is really about. Now, I think that is as well why traveling is so important along this journey, because you start to move out of the box that you are grown up to, like grown up in, even like the same village. It's just always this, people are going through the same loops. Mm. Um, at least that was how my experience was and when I le left this box for the first time I was starting to realize well hey I can actually create myself new in a way which I find beneficial and there are no labels on top of me anymore there's no oh Laura is doing that and Laura is doing this but it's just really a, like a blank canvas where I really can mm. just start to draw and to paint on mm -hmm. that's at least my experience for me Was that as well like five, six years ago then the first time where you came across the term transgender or did you heard about it before and was like, oh, that's interesting or how was it? How was that? Um, yeah, I actually, um, I am from um, um, Virginia Beach, Virginia, a place in um, on the East Coast of the United States. Um, and I was born there, which is kind of a um, kind of into a, I'm trying to think about how I'd describe the area. Um, sorry, I'm, I'm blanking on the question. Um, 
That's okay. Say the question one more time. <laughs> I, I, I'm not a question anymore. <laughs> oh, okay. Hold on. Hold on. Ah, yeah. There it is. Okay. Okay. I have it again. Okay. Okay. Um, how did you came across the term transgender for the first time? Like, was that after you left or did you heard about it before and you could see yourself being curious about it already? You could find yourself being drawn to it or it just never came um, across? Yeah, you know, I, I actually, the, the first few people that I met that were transgender, I think that I, I first came across them probably like 10 years ago. And they were very significant experiences because um, it was the first time that it happened and I had a lot of um, internalized transphobia. So I was raised really religiously. So uh, of course, when you have um, like a big aversion to something, it always, it, it points to something within yourself that you're suppressing. Because yes. if you didn't have an aversion to something, you might, um, you might, um, if there was no um, charge on something, yeah. you could just see something and say, oh, that's interesting, or um, live and let live, you know? But when there's um, something that bothers you about it that was just like, um, first time I met, I I really, I, I couldn't have imagined being, I, I didn't really relate to it, and I said, you know, I was, I was living as a female identifying as that because I was really told that was what I was and yeah. just kind of living in that box. And, um, I, I was out as a lesbian, which I never really identified as, you know, I, I didn't really relate to that term, but it was the closest thing to what I was doing. So I was dating women, took a really long time to even come out as gay. Yeah. And, um, the first few people that I met, They, it, it really stuck out in my mind and I actually had some um, like aversion to it because I was like, well, you just aren't, you're born with what you are. That's just what you do, you know? Yes, yes. And so I, even myself, I was like, I didn't understand it. It really bothered me that, um, that people were getting this freedom to be who they were. And I, I hadn't even thought of ever like transitioning or, you know, it wasn't something that I conceived of. And so when I first met those people, I think it took about five or six years since I met those first people that yeah. I came across to be like, wow, I'm really thinking about this a lot. And if yeah. I didn't have an aversion to let myself be as free as I was to be myself, um, then I, I wouldn't have, uh, or been in a safe space to explore that. I wouldn't have yeah. got to really realize it. You know, I could have, I could have easily stayed in my box had I never traveled or I moved to Portland, Oregon. That was, it's like the opposite West coast of the United States. And it's a very liberal place to live and, um, queer friendly. So when you're in a space where you're around people that there, there is no judgment about your gender or sexuality, you, you can really blossom. And it still took a long time to blossom and, and really realize who I was. But, um, I think that my initial Like people think that you're always, you're, when you're born, you just know. And I think that's not the case for a lot of people that you don't just wake up saying this, this is wrong. You, you know, something is different about you and you're, you're searching for it. And there's, you can look back at your past and be like, oh, that made so much sense that I, I didn't feel comfortable. Or like, you can look in retrospect and be like, I, I just didn't myself. I didn't really, I didn't know till I had the space basically. Yeah, that's so interesting. How was it when you came out as gay for the first time? Like when you're saying you were living and born up in a really religious place, was that something difficult to deal with? Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it definitely was because I, um, 
I was really religious. Like I, I really followed, followed into that. Like uh, I'm a spiritual person. So at the time that was really, God was my spirituality. Like um, I, um, and I really like linked into that. And then when I was realized I was gay, I realized I didn't really, I couldn't stay in that religion because it was, it was so oppressive in the area that I was at. That's not how all Christian Catholic people are raised, but in certain places, like um, what the idea of religion does to puts on God was something that I, I felt a lot of, um, I felt a lot of oppression from, and I had to escape being around that so that I could feel free to be who I was. So it, it was really challenging growing just to, up. Just to interrupt that, because that's what I heard a lot from, from gay people that were like living in that religion. I had a conversation with someone else about that as well that they really had this feeling of like something is wrong with them in the beginning. Like, because you just in religion, you're really told like, you know, it's only woman and man and like, there's nothing else. Everything apart from that is a sickness. Mm -hmm. So when you started to come across that the first time that you are interested in women, did you had those thoughts arising as well in, in that religious space and in your household? Oh yeah, for sure. It's always been a big battle or something that I have to hide and like coming out has taken my whole life and I have to repeatedly come out and, and really stand up for who I am. But that inner child oftentimes like wants to be closeted just to feel safe. Yeah. Um, um, and yeah, there's, there's a lot of trauma around, um, I think religion and, um, being queer, gay, transgender, non-binary. I think that a lot of us That's just like the, the time in history that we were born into where yeah. uh, we're, we're starting to overcome and, um, you know, realize that um, it's not just be more expansive with faith, religion. Yeah. So that that's fortunate. But um, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it's challenging for myself and has been from most other of my like queer friends that had to grow up in sort of like really religious households because you're always being, you're always feeling like a sinner, like you're bad and um, yeah. just for being who you are. Sinner, I know that's the right word for it. Like for how religion would say it, like you're like doing something wrong. You've got to be shamed for yourself. Like, yeah, I think it's a big, big term. I feel, I feel that. Yeah. It, it, unless you stand up for yourself, which eventually you do because you can't deal with the internalized homophobia. So it's like you start, you continuously hate yourself and, um, um, eventually you have to have like a breakthrough where you just have to say, I, I just can't hate myself. I have to choose love for myself and, yeah. and know that God or spirituality or whatever is, is not what, um, humans can put on it. What, what a what church or anything yeah. can put on it. Because God just loves endlessly and like unconditionally and like you are God by, by psycho, like you, you feel the present within you or the universe or whatever you want to call it. it's just there and it's, it doesn't have conditions on it it's not saying like oh if you do that I love you and if you do that I don't love you like no it's just not how it works but it's just relearning that because I really really feel that in most places it's still this image of <laughs> of <laughs> some person sitting in a throne right. being like you come to hell yes. <laughs> and you don't it's yes. just like yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like yes in the universe there's one person alone sitting on the throne being like no yes no yes right and god's a man right god's, god's a, a man yeah we all know god's a man yeah yes. yep. 
<laughs> and that's even in my head, you know, yeah. I have to tell myself, it's like, it's comforting to my child self to think of that, you know, but then I, I question, I'm like, God, it would be, it's so awesome to reframe and be like, God's non-binary, God, God's a, a woman, God's everything. God's everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's all right. How did your parents react when you came out to them the first time? Um, actually, when I came out at first, my mom, my mom didn't really believe, she didn't take me seriously. Uh, do you mean transgender or as gay? Maybe first as, first as gay, transgender as well. I love to transgender, I'm <laughs> pronouncing it. But yes, I'd love to know both of the reactions. Yeah, um, you know, I think that um, I wasn't really taken seriously when I said it. They, they thought, uh, my mother thought I was kind of confused and was like, still loving but you know saying you know they they don't really agree with my lifestyle um but they'd love me always for who i was um which was really hard um and i've struggled a lot with that with my parents and i've you know still tried to maintain close relations but also you can't be that close sometimes with the that um that kind of invisible wedge between you about like, oh, someone's disapproving of me or my lifestyle, but um, they've also come to, they, they get better and better as the, as time goes by. I think also more people coming out in the world and it's, it's more normalized. They're seeing it more yeah. that you can also be, you can have faith in God and maybe expanding your beliefs around religion, which is just fear-based yes. and expanding to be like, oh, maybe, um, God does want us all to have love and that yeah. maybe I'm, not everybody is a man and a woman and that that's love and that's how love is created. And mm -hmm. so I think, I think people, everyone's evolving. I do have a lot of faith and hope, um, for this specifically, but yes, it is challenging. Yeah, it is. And I, I even, I see it myself like, um, I'm not a lesbian. Like I did try it, but it just wasn't. It just didn't. <laughs> just didn't. Just didn't felt for me. I just didn't work. So yeah. Let's be honest. But um, there was a moment where I was just working with, like, walking with one of of our friends here, Kylie, through the city, and I was holding her hand. You know, just as friends, and I really could start to see how people would all of a sudden start to really just stare at us you know yeah. more and more and I was like this is so interesting like yeah. I never noticed that like but it's it felt different like when I walk alone people not staring at me like that but it's like literally like they were literally like gazing and almost like having their mouth shut you know it's the like first thing yeah. that they ever seen in their entire life two people holding hands and I think you were just wrapped it up so so sweetly and so nicely it's really just this expansion of our minds and of our own horizon to be like by god you really believe we're just here to what go like on this planet to go to work and be like let's just get married to a man and or to a woman and then we can get a child build a house and woo, we're having a fulfilled life with yeah. that it's just so limited just yeah. that thought on, and that's just that's all love that's only love everything else of that isn't let's not talk about the abuse that's happening behind every every walls or so but right. this is how it's so yeah yeah i totally understand that what was the challenge for you to really come out to really what was your mm -hmm. internal struggle that you had um i think when it um It was, it was a struggle to come out always. Religion was, for me, the, the biggest um, internal obstacle because I was really downloaded a lot of those programs. And I, 
I wanted to be a good person and I wanted to be in service to God. You know, I was, I really felt brainwashed by it, yeah. you know, uh, by the religion, not by, um, what it really is. Like, yes. Um, yeah. but, um, I think that the biggest challenge was, um, forgiving myself and trying to still feel like I was a good person. So that it's, I always felt like I was a bad person or I was trying to please God or my parents. And so that was really subconsciously in my program, even though I could say out loud that that's not what I'm, I'm fine. I don't believe any of that. I'm, I'm kind of a rebel. Yes. So like I do fight against the system. I'm political in that I like standing up for myself is standing up for the community. So yeah. I do things externally, but internally, of course, I want my parents approval. Yes. Of course I want, um, I don't want to be stared at or I don't want people to say mean things to me. You know, it 100%. still hurts. Yeah. So I think also, um, coming out, coming out as, uh, gay, um, you know, that was really challenging and I, I never thought that I would have to kind of do what, uh, as I explored and got to know who I really was. Um, it was even harder, um, with the transgender because I loved women my whole life, you know? And so yes. I, I really, even in my head got comfortable being like, my life was easier. It was hard being gay, but it was so much harder. Um, the tra transgender is, is so much, was so much harder for me because it was like, Oh my gosh, I'm, I got even stranger to everybody. I'm like a, a black sheep. And also it, it was just one more thing, but I, I, I did, it took me quite a, a while to transition and to get to a place I was comfortable. But, um, I think it was just, um, just being so dedicated to being exactly who I am and, and really loving myself enough to, to be like, this is really hard. It's uncomfortable. I'm going to lose a lot of people. I'm going to lose friends. I'm, I might lose support. Um, but I, I really need to follow this because it, it will kill you not to be who you are. Um, so it's, it's really not, people will say like, you're brave or wow, you did this thing. That's great. And it's like, I'm not brave. I'm actually, I would have died. You know, I, I would have died yeah. of cancer. I would have died of like something in my body that was eating me alive if I didn't like, um, take steps to be my most authentic self. Yeah. And I understand a hundred percent. You see the sign, like your body starts rebelling against you when you're in your, in your, well, you're not authentic when you're not in your truth. And it's like, I, I feel I, so much because like I felt the same when everyone told me that I had to go back to work, you know, and work as a waitress or something because otherwise I can't live. And it just felt so wrong in every cell of my body, you know, and I was just really being like, I can't, like, I'm, I'm sorry, but there's no way like that I can go back. Like my body is just saying like, no, Laura, like, don't do this. Yeah. So I, I completely, completely understand that feeling of like, the truth wants to be expressed through you. Like you only have the truth. And I think Buddha said it as well, like free things can never be hidden, the sun, the moon and the truth. And oh. I just can't, I just <laughs> yeah. can't. But when you know who you are and you hear this calling inside of you that is like, that's the way you got to go, Baba, then you just, you just have to go. Like, otherwise, as you say, you're going to get sick, you're going to suffer anxiety, you're going to just not going to be able to sleep anymore. Like all those causes and disease, everyone knows and so many of us experiencing it as, as well. Yes. 
How long did it took you eh, to fully, fully come into acceptance that that's who you are and that's that's perfect that it is just the way as you are? Um, you know, I I worked it out in in therapy. You know, and then I had um, um, when I had moved to um, Portland, I, I had a, a a transgender or non-binary person that I first had come across and. Um, I realized that it, it was really, I, I found myself feeling really jealous of this person and I didn't know why that I was feeling like this jealousy. I was just, and, um, and, and almost I would have called it an aversion at the time because yeah. I didn't understand how they got to be themselves and they were so happy they had the, the life that I had wanted. But I realized that I was developing kind of a crush for this person, but like a, a crush in the sense of, Uh, in therapy, the therapist for, I would always talk about this person, like in a, I don't even remember how I talked, but you know, she, she was eventually, let's talk about this crush you have on this person and what that's about, you know? And, and I think I, um, that was the first time that I realized and, you know, in therapy and I was, I was just crying. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm just, I think that that's me, you know, that's, um, that's who I am. If I couldn't have, if I could have expressed exactly how I was. And this person loved themselves so much. It was just very obvious. Like there was so much love in them for themselves. And I, I was just like writhing with self-torture and like trying to be something that I wasn't and really trying to figure out what I was trying to yeah. figure what was happening inside me. And, um, so I think it took, it took me quite a long while, like, uh, maybe a few years in therapy to, um, start, um, even thinking about, um, getting top surgery and removing my breasts because yeah. my body is sacred to me. And I, I, you know, you get attached to your body and thinking, uh, is this really what's for me? So I had to really realize what was right for me. Like, did I want to take testosterone? Did I want to fully transition? Um, because you can also be transgender and not, not want to be this ideal model of what a male is. Like you don't have to take hormones. You don't have to remove your breasts. You can really just know that you're a male on the inside and yeah. then, then you're transgender, you know, yeah. it's people, people think, Oh, you wait till you have a beard and your voice is deeper and you have to have surgery and what surgeries have you had? And, and really it's deciding what's right for you to feel good in your body and you identify it and you are exactly who you feel you are on the inside. And that can change. You don't have to be, you don't have to be one thing your whole life. Like you can be fluid. Like, yeah. I've experienced what it is like to be female to, and also I've experienced what it's like to be male, you know? Yeah. So, but that's my experience. And I do want to say that not all transgender people experience one thing. It's like, um, it's a really different journey for everybody. It's so, it doesn't look one way. It's not one, it's like not all transgender people, um, remove any, their breasts, their penis, you know, it's, um, It's really up to the person how they feel right in their body and figuring that out. Well, and I think that's such an important thing to say as well because I really do believe as well how I have been risen and what I've been seen as well in media when when we're talking about transgender. It's like they're like their process is completed in the moment where they like really have all surgery done and that's then when they really are feeling like the full masculine. But It's so right what you are saying. We're all having this feminine and masculine energy within us. And 
I am a woman and I'm born as a woman, but I can't deny that there were times in my life where I just was 100% running through my masculine energy, like without having any femininity in it, but it was just about achieving, going somewhere, it's doing, you know, full on embracing the masculine energy. So, yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's interesting too, because um, for me, I always found myself, um, before I took, I, I take a low dose of testosterone. Um, and s- before I started testosterone, I, um, you know, I was always dressing in men's clothes, like I, as much as, as close as I could, like I grew up like wanting to wear boys clothes, having boys toys and not, not because that's gendered, but because I really was attracted to those things. Um, maybe partly societal of like, this is what it's like to be a boy. And I, I felt like a boy on the inside on some level. I knew that. And it was like, I just wanted what my brothers wanted. Um, I I wanted to play the sports. I didn't want to play like girls softball. I I wanted to play baseball. And, um, so I think that when, um, sorry, I'm losing train of thought because there's so many, um, concepts here that are important to me. Um, that when, oh man, I lost it. What was I talking about? A parenthesis within a parenthesis. You were talking about that you were always one, like felt like a boy on the inside and you were liking more the boy plays and playing with your brothers. Oh, yes, yes. So when I, um, when I, like, I always wanted to like be as male as possible. And then as, when I started taking testosterone, it actually made me comfortable with my femininity. So like I start to wear, because I felt like myself, my body was changing in the ways that made me feel like me. I got more comfortable with my masculinity. So I, now I wear floral shirts or I, I could wear like, um, I could wear a clothes or like a jean jacket that was kind of a feminine cut without feeling I'm like, I'm still a man. It doesn't matter. I don't have to wear men's traditional clothes to feel like a man. And I now I explore, like, it doesn't matter if I wear feminine clothes, even though people might think, oh, they might confuse me with a woman because I'm wearing yes. women's, a women's kind of clothes. But to me, it's actually just me being eccentric or me being my expressing, like, gender-bending fashion, you know? <laughs> yeah, and it's... Oh. I just love that because it's so much more beneath the surface than it is just really on the physical appearance. And we, in nowadays society, oh my God, like just looking at Instagram and TikTok, we're focusing so much on the external and we really just forget this huge dimension, Mm -hmm. this entire universe of all possibilities that is present within ourselves. Yeah, it's um, the social social aspect of like uh, social media you know it's it's going to be really hard on on kids too like they're it's fortunate that they're they get to see like um just like people come out on on social media too and they try to they share their stories so that other queer people kids can come out and all of this so it's like it's good that they have exposure to see different types of people but also the there's pressure to even even within the queer community it's like this is what it looks like to be trans and it's like you you're still comparing yourself to other trans men that you see on social media yeah and it's like I I realized I had to stop following people that I really I wanted to be just like this trans guy or like I wanted to look as good as him or 
um, because you really have to set that aside and find out what's right for you. Otherwise, you'll really create a mess for yourself. Yes. Um, and I think that that can be really hard on kids and they're getting a lot of that. A hundred percent because you're always trying to model someone else, but you're not understanding that you're your own guru and you're your own magic and that you are perfect exactly of your own unique expression. Yes. So when you decided, like when you felt for yourself, like, okay, I'm, I'm actually a trans transgender, you came out to your parents first in that, in that way, like, how was the internal process for you like to really be to really be first of all the step to say it to yourself I think we already had that conversation but then it does kind of take a bravery in the same sense though you know like there's no different way but I just know when I come out to people with my truth and that's what it is eventually you know you come out with your truth you are you're just fearful inside. You're like having this big fear of being rejected. Mm. You're having this big fear of loss. So what was like, what, yeah, how was it for you and your experience to fully step up and own that? Because coming out with an internal truth of like being free is still something else than being like, hey, that, you know, it's just, I feel like that the energy level is just way more higher than just having like a simple thing, but maybe as well not, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, um, Interestingly enough, I think that my biggest obstacle with coming out to people was that they wouldn't believe me Fair because, nice. um, because I spent so, I actually enjoyed my femininity through a lot of it. So I, w I didn't look like what a typical, I guess that people's idea of transgender is like, oh, your whole life, you're trying to get to be male in the way that world views a male. Mm -hmm. And so for me, there were, there were times in my life where I wore dresses and enjoyed it. I mean, it was like a two, two year you know, thing where I was like really explored that. But a lot of times I felt like I was a gay man, yeah. you know, and I enjoyed that aspect, but people think, oh, you're, that's just being a girl. And so I think I, for me, it was like, I felt like people wouldn't believe me also because when I first came out, they, they said, oh, people have crushes on girls. Like they didn't take me seriously when I, or my mother, mother didn't. Um, but out of, out of love, she just didn't, you know, we all have crushes on girls. And I was like, do we though? You know, do we? <laughs> so that, that was a little odd. Like I look back and be like, are you coming out to me or am I coming out to you? No, uh, just kidding. Um, but let me see. Um, I think, yeah, I think that I, th I felt like it's, it's too late in my life to realize this. Like, and also thinking I should have known this if I was really transgender, I would have known this when I was a kid. Like it would have been so obvious, but, um, you know, I think I thought people didn't, wouldn't think that I was like, that I was confused or that like I was crazy because yeah. I was just exploring this. So there was a lot of internal dialogue about what other people thought about that. But for me, I didn't, it wasn't ideal for me to transition to male. Like I, I had like, it, it was so, it's so much easier to be, for, was for me to be female. Like I had a great life. I had, um, wonderful partners and, um, I just had, you know, a lot of people knew me as, as Heather and I had a great life and, and really enjoyed being Heather when I was, but then I evolved and, and I feel like this just happened to me. It's like, um, so yeah, it didn't feel like there was no choice in it. It was like you either follow your, your opening as to what's opening up in your life and within yourself, or again, you, you die, you know, you have to keep evolving or you, you get sick. So yeah. it was just being as authentic as possible. 
and really trying to believe myself when I had all of these internal voices about like what you are and like, um, because I experienced my femininity as well. I wasn't, I'm not like, I wasn't like hugely macho, you know? Yeah. So it was, it took so long to just figure it out. And then coming out was, it was hard. I did it, I did it slowly. First I changed, changed my name and Again, I had liked my name at the time. Yeah. I had liked Heather, and it was like, it just, it, but it's just not me. It, it was a great name. It was a great life, but it's just not me. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I came out to some friends, and it, it was a very emotional process. I, I think I, I told a friend on the, on the couch, I think a, a girl that I was dating at the time, and I was, I was so embarrassed, but I, I realized that I was like, uh, I worked at uh, Trader Joe's, a grocery store, and um, I would, I would always like put on a different name tag, which said Gabe. And to be funny, I would wear the name Gabriel all the time. And I, I really, I always thought that was a joke, but that I really enjoyed when people called me Gabe, even though I looked like I did. And, you know, I, I, I looked like a cis female or gay female, you know? And, um, but then when people started calling me that, or people would misgender me because of the clothes I was wearing or my haircut and they would, they would, um, at the time, they would say, oh, young man, and then I'd turn around, and they'd say, oh, oh, sorry, you're a girl, you know, but I, I enjoyed them mistaking me for what, what I actually was, actually, yeah. <laughs> so uh, that makes sense, but so I slowly came out, um, and it really did take me, like, quite a few years. I, I, um, it wasn't a quick process for me. How was the process for you to uh, to decide to take hormones and for you to really come to the conclusion of like, okay, I'm, I'm going to get my breasts removed as well? Because I can imagine that also was an easy, easy process to go through, no? Yeah, um, well, I was really excited about the having my breasts removed. And, and again, I, ha I had love for my body, but, you know, I, I found myself that I was like, um, always like, I, I had some eating disorders and... Um, and body dysphoria, which is just like when you don't feel right in your body, which is now, I thought that was, that was just eating disorders. Um, because I like, I wanted to be, I, I wanted to be so strong and, and slender, but I was actually trying to reshape my body to, to feel more masculine, to feel comfortable in my body. Um, but I hadn't realized at the time that that was, that was body dysphoria because I was transgender. So I thought, um, you know, uh, having my breasts removed, I, it's, I still did do a, a few years of therapy before I like really did that. Um, but it was the best thing that I ever did. It was the greatest gift I ever had. Um, and I, I feel so good in my body in that way now, even though, you know, my, my body's not perfect. My scars are odd, but like, I'm so proud of it. And, um, it feels just so good to, to feel right in my body. Um, and then, took me a couple years to start, um, a low do dose of testosterone. And, and again, it just, you keep being more and more yourself. It's still a, it's still a strange process though. It's still like, um, it's still like going through a second puberty or like you get to be, you, you really, sometimes I was like a, a 14 year old boy, like, because I, I feel like I had paused there because Hayden couldn't be expressed yeah. when I was younger. So yeah. it's, it's really like you are a new person And you're experiencing life as you would have had there not been any programming to yes. say that you couldn't be who you were.
Wow. Oh my God, this is so, it's so, so interesting to hear that. And I, I just love to follow your entire story and it just made me realize as well how much people are putting you in boxes, you know, like how much everything needs to be placed in a box. And like, that's all it's. And if you don't fit in someone else's box, then you are just, you're, you're confused, you know, like, and it, just by listening, you telling that, telling that story. So, so, it's so interesting. It is so interesting. Yeah. Boxes within boxes within boxes. And even, even, Transgender can be a box, you know, I, I have, you have to break out of um, the wording and language of things sometimes for yourself and be like, yes, I'm, 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 I'm my light shining through this body. So I'm, I'm having a transgender experience, but I'm actually yeah. Hayden. This is my light and, and um, inside of this body, which is a lantern. And it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm just really just human. And I happen to have be transgender too. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Mm -hmm. <laughs> How was it for you to go the first time to a doctor and tell tell the doctor what you're experiencing? Um, well, I, in Portland, Oregon, there's I I actually, you know, it was like very much serendipity that I that I ended up in a place that that actually um, I had healthcare coverage to cover the, the surgeries and the hormones. So I, I was really fortunate because they don't have that in a lot of places, but where I had happened to move to again, not knowing that they had uh, transgender benefits there and that it was that place. Because again, I didn't know, I didn't realize who I was until I ended up in that place. So that was a complete gift from the universe. Um, that uh, I feel really fortunate because a lot of transgender people don't have access to healthcare. It's really horrific for a lot of transgender people to go to the doctor and like, um, you don't want to go to the gynecologist because they, it, it's so like someone's looking at you and they're, they're identifying you as that. And even sometimes if you tell them, these are my pronouns, you know, that they, they're like, well, you still, they just don't react in a way that is, uh, respectful yeah a lot of times I mean it's great it, it was great my experience in Portland I, I did have a, a few times where there was wasn't great but I think that, that that can be a really hard thing it's hard to walk into for transgender people to walk into a women's bathroom you know or like but they don't feel safe in the men's bathroom yes. you know because they could get they could experience violence you know but wow. and then walking in the women's bathroom everybody stares at them so it's like There's a lot of things of like that, that could really help just having a gender neutral bathroom so people can use the restroom and feel safe, you know, yes. and, and that you can go to the doctor and say, you go to the gynecologist and it's like, it's not women's health, women's health, it, it, like uh, health for people that have a vagina, you know, yes. or it, it's, you know, yes. yeah. so If that makes sense. It does make yeah. sense. It does make sense. Like if, if you think about it from that perspective, it, uh, yeah, 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 I understand. Yeah. <laughs> so, long journey that you, that you were going on. Do you feel like you still want to have more operations or you feel like you are really, really happy just where you are in your body right now? Well, um... I am actually on the list to have um, bottom surgery. So when you have a phalloplasty or when you um, when they create a penis for you, uh, that's called phalloplasty. And um, I the surgery is not really as advanced as um, 
as I, I believe it will be in 10 years. So, uh, because they're still like finding out a lot. It's, it's also like a, a whole year process to have that surgery. And I, and I'm still debating whether it's something that I want to do. I am on the list for it and I, I got approved, but I'm kind of, I'm kind of in the waiting zone of like, do I just want to have that? Um, and it's taken me a long time, but the more you transition, the more you have to just ask questions each time. Like, did I want to have top surgery? Did I want to take hormones? Did I want to have bottom surgery? Because also ideally it would be great to just feel good in this body Yeah. because, um, but then I feel dysphoria, not having a penis. And I also yeah. feel like I don't like, maybe I could just love my body as it is. So yes. I'm still figuring that out for myself. Um, but, and also the surgery isn't that like, there's a lot of, there's like a really high complication rate right now. Um, because it's three surgeries, it's very intensive, like, um, and it, it's not as evolved as it can be basically. So I'm still thinking about that. Um, but right now I'm kind of enjoying being in the middle because, uh, I, I feel like my entire man, but also, um, having a lower dose of testosterone, my voice isn't as deep as I'd like it to be. And like, I don't have as much facial hair as I would like to have. Um, but I can still access my femininity easily. Yeah. So I, I like that. I like being a man that also can, I can still get in touch with the parts of myself that, um, my feminine side as well. Yeah. So this is like a perfect spot that I'm at, like a, the sweet spot for me. And, um, sometimes I really want more and, um, but I try to ask myself every day, it's like, what is it that you want? What, what are you feeding? You know, it's like, I have to ask, um, what feels right for me? Not, not just like, I want to be a man, yes. you know? Um, and, but I feel good right now. So right now I'm kind of enjoying this like in between space where I'm not like, I'm not super overly masculine. And I'm also not like, I'm not feminine. I'm, I'm right in the middle. Like, um, Non-binary, yeah. How does it? How does it? What is the hormonal changes do to you in your body? Because I'm, I'm sure you you notice the difference from before you taking it and yeah, it, it... yeah, for sure. Um, I think um, for me personally, um, testosterone has helped me feel really calm and grounded. Like yeah. um, I struggle with bipolar disorder, yeah. and um, actually, when I started taking testosterone. Um, it really, this is not a disclaimer. This is not saying that testosterone helps, um, <laughs> it helps bipolar disorder. Um, but for me, bipolar disorder probably had a lot of triggers. And so as I felt more myself, more calm and grounded with testosterone, the, the better, uh, all of my anxiety got, the better my, um, mental, emotional, you know, the more you feel like yourself, the more in it, you're in your truth um, you, you, I'm just, I'm so much better. I'm so much more, um, comfortable in my skin. And, um, I don't know, it's, it's only been good for me. It was, it's also very strange. Like it's, it's really like, even though you're becoming who you are, um, it's really odd to have your face change within a month, like looking in the mirror and being like, Oh my God, it, it is puberty. Like, your, your voice changes, your face changes. And, 
um, for me, it hasn't on a low dose. It hasn't even been as dramatic as it, it would be if I had more. But it's it's an odd experience. It's also a very very beautiful one. Yeah. Um, because in every second, you can't hang on to even who you see in the mirror. It's like you're becoming and you're also dying at the same time. Ah, oh, that's so powerful. Yeah. It's so powerful mm -hmm. and so beautiful to witness this dying and becoming, when you really start to understand that. You are constantly changing and you are never the same and it's just yeah and you had a dying experience no a couple of days ago yes over and over and over I, f I feel like um I don't know if everybody's life yes we all transition in different ways but it, it feels like my life path has been like gosh it, it's just I, I can't hang on to anything it's just <laughs> um constantly changing and yeah. shifting and it's just getting more and more you know <laughs> it just asks you to transform more and it's like i'm just listening um i'm just listening and just taking the next step every day whatever that is yeah um but yeah it is um it's constantly letting go of your old self letting go of your old story and ideas so that you can actually be present with what's going on inside you and this yes. can apply to anyone yes Yes, a hundred percent, and a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Because it's like I love this um, wordplay because we're always transitioning. We're always yes. transitioning. We're always shifting and changing in different dimensions within us. And it's like, yeah, it's so powerful to understand. So I have two more questions, yeah. um, which I feel like, yeah, I feel like we're having a good flow here yeah. and it's like slowly flowing <laughs> to a fl flowing to the end. So one question is, how is it for you now? Like now you had this outing, now you take your hormones, you got your breast removed. Like what do you feel as a difference now in your life quality and who you are and your happiness after taking this path and continuously choosing that path for yourself? You know, um, it's, it's so amazing because, uh, the, the, the trickiest part of going through it is being able to like still love yourself because you don't, I've, I've had amazing friends. I've had so much support. I've been really lucky that um, I haven't had too many bad reactions. Also, I try to surround myself with good people, you know, that wouldn't that wouldn't have a problem with it too. So I don't like like that in my atmosphere um, if I can help it. But um, yeah, I'm I'm feeling really amazing, and I, I truly feel I'm on the other side. Um, whereas when you're in it, you think it's never going to end. You're just like, when am I going to get to this imagine this spot where I feel okay? And you think. It's never gonna come, and um, I'm here to say that it, it does come. And it's like um, I had to ask for so much reassurance because many times I, I wanted to die along my life path. You know, I, I didn't see myself living past 30 for for whatever reason. This this internal struggle, I didn't see myself really getting to this point in my life where right now I feel I feel so well. I feel so grounded. I feel um, exactly who I am. And um, it's so nice not to be in transition anymore. And yeah. it's also beautiful to look back and be like, oh, look, younger self, I'm, you're going to make it. You're going to be okay. And I, I often channel my to that younger self and tell that younger self, you're going to make it through. And now I, I just met a partner who really loves me for exactly who I am. And I've had amazing partners who loved me as Heather and loved me during my transition. But like now that I'm on the other side, it took about... To two years to transition by myself 
And I, I really didn't think anybody would ever love me, you know, that yeah. could ever love me for my real self. Um, and I've, I've, I've just attracted love. I'm in an awesome community at um, a yoga retreat in Australia. <laughs> and like all of the friends that are around me, I'm just surrounded by an external version of like, I'm loving myself and I'm experiencing love all around me. And that, that is very real. And I'm, I, I feel like a huge hallelujah for that in my heart. Hallelujah. Yeah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's so yeah. true. It's it's a miracle. Coming back to that. Like, it's really a miracle <laughs> yeah. what's happening here. I feel that. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. The last thing, the last question I have. If someone's listening here that is not so sure, feels maybe the calling of being like, oh, is there more? Is there not? Like just this this first feeling, what is it that you would give them onto the way? What is it that you would share with them? Well, I would actually encourage everybody, it, just everybody, to, to really question their boxes um, because we're, we're really, what we're doing is we're actually breaking down these systems because so many people, um, if you could be really all of who you were, are any, are any of those boxes real? Is gender real? Is, is sexuality real? Like it, it's so clouded and so like restricting. And, and so what would you be if, if you didn't have any of these programs, if you didn't have any criticism or judgment when you were a kid or that voice in your head that just continues throughout your life, um, to just really ask your heart who you are and to ask every day to allow yourself to love yourself enough to, to really like see yourself and hear your own truth, whatever that is. Um, and there's no pressure to be um, straight or gay or, or trans or non-binary. There's no there's just you and the closer you can get to yourself and find the beauty in exactly who you are and loving yourself for exactly who you are um just to to really just be brave to take that that process take that process and just like fly with it i mean just really explore yourself get to get to know get to know yourself and how to love yourself and um ask find out who you are Just really don't be afraid. Just be courageous to be yourself. Hallelujah. To that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I say that too. I always say like become your inner scientist that is just really curious about what's going to happen if I just going to jump down that road. Yes. Is it going to catch me? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> But mostly it does. It really does catch you at some yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah. Hayden, thank you so much for oh. being here with me on this podcast and for yeah. sharing all the beautiful truth of yours and your entire process. Really excited. Of course. Thank you so much for, um, for doing this. It's been lovely talking and um, yeah, it helped me hear it, you know, hearing it out loud too, as I'm saying, I was like, oh yeah, that and that. Yes. I love that. I love when I have those conversations as well, when you are saying those things and You always, you know, you always have those moments where it just clicks and you're like, oh, haven't thought about that in a while, you know, and you're like, that's so true. So, yeah, yeah. it's been so lovely. <laughs> it's been so lovely. My lovely risers, thank you so much for again coming here to the Rising with Love podcast. Let's all together just to finish it up once more, taking in a deep breath in your belly, filling it up. Letting it go with a sigh. <sighs> Let everything wash away. One more time. 
deep inhale. Let it all wash away. And for the last time, just filling up your belly and letting it wash away. Thank you so much for being here with us today. I hope you enjoyed that podcast episode. Please as well feel free to rate the podcast. That would be a great support for me. And I will see you any or hear you anytime soon. Have a beautiful rest of your day. Love you all the light.